Welcome to the Synergy Mindset Coaching Podcast. You are part of a community of committed people working towards daily growth to achieve victory in their lives one area at a time. I am your host and certified life coach, Gina Johnson. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. Please stay tuned at the end for a message from me. Today, we are doing a practitioner interview with Nicole, who helps women go from surviving to thriving in our busy world. She is a licensed psychotherapist, host of the Soul-Filled Sisterhood podcast, and an introvert empowerment coach to high-achieving and sensitive professional women. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Oh, thank you for having me on, Gina. I'm very excited. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about your life today so they can get to know you? Yeah, so I actually have kind of two businesses right now. I am a therapist part-time and I'm also a coach part-time. So in my therapy world, I work a lot with teen girls and women who struggle often with anxiety, but oftentimes there's trauma that's underneath that. And then in my coaching business, I work with high achieving women, like you said in the introduction, who are really wanting to either grow more in their professional life or find a little more balance, which I call harmony in their life because they've been going, going, going so much in their professional life that they've lost some of their, oh, kind of balance or self-care in their personal life. And so they want to have a little more of that ease in their life. Yes. So if someone's listening today, uh, what kind of symptoms or side effects might people have when they first meet you? Oh, oftentimes, you know, they're on the verge of burnout. So I have many women that I've worked with and currently work with. They love what they do, but they're like, I can't sustain it. So they're having trouble sleeping. They may not be connected if they're married or have a partnership. So they're feeling like I'm losing that relationship and I don't know what to do. They're feeling just sometimes their health is at stake because they're not sleeping, they're not eating, they're not exercising, they're just not taking care of themselves. So then that adds to the stress level because they're really trying to provide, you know, services, whether it's their own business or they're working for somebody else and they're not able to show up fully. And so there's just a big struggle with that. So we do a lot of going kind of back in time a little bit, like what lights them up, what brings them energy And then what has now gotten in the way of them doing those things in their life? And I'm a huge advocate for women in doing self-care on a daily basis. And I know we still have a huge message in our world that that becomes selfish, like women, moms, entrepreneurs, you know, managers, CEOs, like, oh, you can't do that. You know, you're taking time away from yourself. You need to be out here doing all these other things or doing it, quote, perfectly. And you can't if you are not taking care of yourself first and foremost. Yeah, I would agree with you. Absolutely. I was listening to your podcast and you really have this thread that goes through all of them of authenticity. And there's so much that you share on mindsets that women get into. And I'm just wondering what uh, you might find to be the most helpful to start with today. I think one of the biggest things when I'm working with women is first and foremost, observe the chatter you have going on in your head. Mm. oftentimes we, I mean, we've got hundreds and thousands of thoughts every single day running through our minds, but there's usually a theme throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And if we're not observant of what that theme is, whether it's that inner critic putting us down because we're quote, not doing enough or not doing it well enough, or we're messing something up or the imposter that's coming up saying, Oh my gosh, people aren't going to call you. How can you serve them? You don't even have your crap together. Da, 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 da. 
When you start to observe the thoughts that are going through your mind, you can really pause and take a step back and remember that the thoughts are just that. And just because we have them doesn't mean they're true. And when we're able to observe those thoughts, you can then start to shift and change them and really look at like, what story am I telling myself? I often call um, the thoughts that are more of the critical stuff, like the fear gremlins, if you're afraid of, of stepping out on a limb, of changing, of maybe setting a boundary with somebody, maybe asserting yourself, fears can come up about doing something different. And so again, what's that story that you have surrounding that thought and then being able to shift that and change that? Now, are you telling us that you yourself who you know is a psychotherapist with years of school, a coach, I think you've told me that you had over a thousand hours just in the beginning of working with people. Is that right? Actually, yeah. So when I was originally licensed in the state of California, you have to have over 3,000 hours of supervision and working with people. And I've had well since then because I've been doing this for over a decade. So yeah, there's a lot of the mindset that goes in it and just observing the thoughts. And a lot of times people are not even aware of their thoughts. So that's where we slow that down a little bit, get back into the present moment and like, what am I telling myself so that I can start to shift that up and rewrite the story? And so with all this, like things that you've accomplished though, do you yourself ever have these thoughts as well? Oh, heck yeah. Every time you <laughs> shut yourself, you, you know, those lovely old fear gremlins like to bubble back up and it's like, wait a minute, you were, we were just getting the hang of this thing over here. What are you doing? And I think, you know, earlier in our conversation before we were recording, I was telling you on my first podcast that I had done, I had a set of questions that I would ask people and mm -hmm. that helped me manage my nervousness when I was interviewing guests. Because I was reaching out and interviewing authors and stretching myself in ways that I had not done before. And so I, in, in order to manage my own nervousness around it, having those set questions helped me. Mm -hmm. And now when I do interviews, I have some questions that are written down for the guests saying, hey, I may ask you these type of things or, yeah. you know, maybe from this set, but it's more of a free flow. Mm -hmm. So heck yeah, those fears come up and it's normal. I mean, we're all going to have fears at various stages of our life. It's just recognizing that. And I, I encourage people, you've got to take action. Whenever there's a fear bubbling up, instead of it driving you, you drive it. And it's by taking action. Small baby steps all count so you can move forward. I just love how you're sharing from your own self because I think a lot of women I hear anyhow tend to step into that like, oh, when I get that next degree, I won't feel scared anymore. You know, like this person's right. better because she has this or this and I don't. <laughs> right. And it, and that's just, that's a story, right? We don't have any idea what is going on behind closed doors with other people. And so we may see like social media. I talk a lot about this with my colleagues and we giggle about it because it's like, yeah, that lovely snapshot was the perfect <laughs> picture and they've got it quote all together. And it's like, yeah, no, uh -uh. you didn't see what happened right before the picture or right after the picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like that with kids, right? They'll be like screaming their head off and then pause and smile. And then two seconds later, they're lying on the floor melting down and that picture is perfect. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the first mindset is simply listening to the chatter that's going on in your mind. Okay. Yes. Because the more aware you are of that, then the next step, right, is oftentimes I encourage people to write it down 
Because when we just stay up in our head, you really cannot become objective and really figure out what it is you're telling yourself. But when you start to write it down, it's like, wow, I have been extremely critical of myself all day long. And you can tell that inner critic. It's like, hey, unless you have some constructive criticism, I need you to pipe down because I'm going to do this anyways, or it's just breathing through it. But that second step is a lot more about what story am I telling myself or where did this come from? Because oftentimes, right, most of our limiting beliefs really happen before the age of nine. And so from there, we then just kind of keep growing into our adulthood and we're still taking all our stuff from the past and we're bringing it forward. Well, our future isn't written yet, but we're living as if again, bringing past stuff into the future. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to create something new. It's like, well, then you really need to let go of those old beliefs. You need to let go of that old dialogue that's coming in. And is part of that letting go of it, recognizing that it's there? Yes. Yes. Because if you don't recognize it, you can't do anything different. Mm -hmm. How do you help your clients to start doing that? Do you find some of them are really overwhelmed with how negative or how much of a critic they have inside themselves? You know, there are times where some women, they are shocked at how much they do put themselves down every single day. And so, again, it's more of just recognizing it, observing it. And then we start to work more from that self-compassion place of it. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of mindfulness work with people, and I really bring in that spirituality as well in my work. And so when people are working in that self-compassion, then there's that subtle shift that starts to happen. It's like, it doesn't make you a bad person. Cause again, shame can come up mm-hmm. when they start to recognize how much of their negativity is coming through with that negative voice. And it's like, you know, forgive yourself. You're normal. You really are. Cause we all got it. <laughs> we all have those moments where you're like, wow. And you begin to shift that and change that. And there's a more, there's a softness that comes in because you're really allowing yourself to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you can, you can really share that love with others because you're coming from a more gentle place with you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Is there any easy way to know if you're at a point in your life where you're able to self-work through this or perhaps work with a coach versus that you would benefit from psychotherapy? You know, I'm a little more biased in the sense that I think, one, I love books myself, and you can read all you want. You can gather all information you want, and if you're implementing it, great, but I'm biased in the sense that I think we all need to either be working with a therapist and or a coach. I've had both over my life, and I continue now where I'm at with my my businesses. I work mostly with coaches because they don't have the the, you know, a lot of fears in the sense that are keeping me stuck in my life. Those that do, they come up because I'm, I'm growing bigger in who yeah. I am. And so that to me is more coaching. So I think we can all benefit from having somebody who is, they're usually one step ahead in anything. And so instead of trying to, yeah. what I call it's like struggle all on your own, cause you don't need to go invest in yourself. And that honestly is part of your self care. Cause you can get there faster when you invest with somebody. Yeah, I experienced that with my own life too. It's yes. amazing what a difference that it made. You're just like, wow, how long have I been doing this? <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> I think a good analogy I was given because I read books for about seven years before I did anything. And someone one day, my daughter played ice hockey. And they said, if you read the entire playbook 
for ice hockey, but you never skated. Could you go out there and score a goal? Uh-huh. I was like, well, obviously not. And they said, well, if you read every personal growth book there is and you've never stepped out on the ice per se, how are you going to do it? Exactly. it that like, is a wow. beautiful analogy. Yeah, so powerful. Definitely agree with putting in action what you're reading or mm-hmm. what you're learning as you go. Okay, so we are listening to our chatter, writing it down, bringing in some compassion. What would be next? The next piece is then really beginning to, what do I want to say? It's using the skills that you have on yourself to assert yourself more in your life. And oftentimes what happens is when that self-critical stuff begins to bubble up, there may be some boundaries that have not been set either in your professional life or your personal Mm -hmm. life. It may be that, oh, I need to truly build in this daily self-care thing. So again, there would be some boundaries and telling people that are in your life, hey, I'm going to carve this time out for me. And when you're doing that, things start to shift. So that's a ripple effect, right? As you are doing the changing and you are softer with yourself, it doesn't mean you're soft and that you can't hold boundaries or anything. I mean, it's more just like being more gentle with yourself. You really can grow your business, grow your profession. You can have even stronger and deeper relationships Mm -hmm. because you're doing your own work. Can you think of anything off the top of your head of how you encourage people to use the skills they already have? That's a great point. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm working with somebody, we explore some of the times where maybe they felt like I want to call like it's they were in flow. And it's not necessarily just when they lose, you know, we can lose our track of time when we're in flow, like we're really in that moment. But it's inflow in the sense like, wow, their relationships were going really well. Their work life was going really well. And we take an old memory and we bring that forward. And then we look at like, what were you doing? What was working for you? And so we may use some of those things they were doing then and reestablishing in them now. Because sometimes they just truly get forgotten. We get going along and it's like, oh, yeah, I know I've had clients. You know, they're like, yeah, I was meditating every single day. I did it for a month and then I stopped. And then their fear levels, their stress levels began to bubble up again. They got a lot stronger. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, if that really worked for you, let's just do it again. And when they put it back into practice, it's like, oh, okay, my world just righted again. It's like, there you go. And that, that can be the power of having that outside person looking in too, because you may not even realize yes. that. Yeah. 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 And it's sometimes, you know, it's, it's just so subtle shifts can make a huge difference in your life. But it's, again, it's that staying present, being in the moment, not getting stuck in the past or worrying about the future because the future isn't here yet. It's like what's working and what's not. And when we do that daily check-in, then we can create the life of a, that we're really wanting much more intentionally. And when you say daily check-in, what, how would you explain that? So for me, you know, sometimes we, there's so many different planners that are available and I'm very much of a planner. That's just part of my personality. But in one of my planners I have, it talks about like at the end of the day, when I review kind of how my day went, what were my wins? Mm -hmm. And for many high achieving women, they're just on to the next goal. They don't even stop to celebrate. And I have been guilty of that myself. And now I do that daily check-in, like what worked really well for me today is, oh, I took a five minute break over here or I reached out to a friend because I was thinking of them and I didn't let that moment pass. And it's like that felt like a win to me because I got to stay connected with them. Mm-hmm. So 
doing a review every single day of what went well for you and something that's like, what did I put off? What didn't go so well? Again, it's not berating yourself or putting yourself down. It's just checking in, knowing, acknowledging it. Maybe you need to tweak your plan a little bit and you move on. Wonderful. Would it be all right if I was to ask you to tell us a little bit about the money mindset? Because that comes up on your podcast and is very fascinating. Yeah, ask away because it's a hot topic. (laughs) Yeah, it is such a hot topic and hard to dive in 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 just a short amount of time. But how would you explain what it is to have a money mindset or what that means to you? For me, what is typically brought up for many, many women is if they're working for somebody, they're not asking for a raise, they start a job, they don't actually negotiate a, a salary, they don't negotiate time off, they don't negotiate anything, they just accept whatever's given to mm-hmm. them. If they're in business for themselves, they often don't raise their rates, they're not even managing money, they don't know what their rates are or how to manage their books. And so there's usually a lot of struggle with that because there's so much shame around it. Maybe they didn't have a finance class or an accounting class in high school. Maybe they grew up with a family who said, you know, you're never ever going to be wealthy. You're never going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And it's so untrue. So a money mindset is more of just being, again, aware of what am I telling myself? What are some of my limiting beliefs? What do I even believe about money? Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of stories that go around that. And it's what was I taught growing up? How did my parents manage it, not manage it? Do you know how to invest in it? And it's just taking steps to say it's okay to not know and learn. Because with money, anybody can learn it. If you can add one plus one, if you can subtract, you know, three minus two, you can do your money. And you, there are so many professionals out there to help support you in gaining that knowledge. There's tons of resources out there, books-wise, uh, magazine-wise, to help you gain knowledge so you feel a more empowered around money. And you've interviewed a pretty a couple of people about this on your podcast that have shared some pretty awesome tips and things that people can mm-hmm. do right to start taking those steps. Yes. And I think when I, the one woman that I had interviewed, we talked quite a bit about the shame stories that go around. And for the work I've done with more of like the psychotherapist regarding monies and owning your own business, there is a ton of shame. And it's not just for psychotherapists, it's literally like women in general and for men too. There's a ton of shame around feeling inadequate or not understanding how to manage it, not understanding what wealth mindset is. You know, it's being really empowered in that area of saying you, you can learn it. You really, truly can. And forgiving yourself for not understanding or being in debt or anything else. It's like, forgive yourself and go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I think that's every single person that I coach this topic has touched for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge thing when, you know, I used to work with couples in the therapy world and that would be one, it's one of the top three stressors in most relationships is money and financing. And so then, you know, you go on to coaching and that's still one of those things for women as well, or for people is money and how to manage it and what to do with it and what they think about it. And the up, you know, you've got your beliefs about money in general, you've got the shame about money or not understanding. And then there's also the upper limits that you can have limit. you can limit yourself on how much you think you can earn or make. Mm-hmm. And so the, all of those are limiting beliefs and beginning to challenge that and explore that. 
The one thing I see that comes up all the time, whether it's a man or a woman, especially in like the spiritual world, is they think it's wrong to charge yes. for services if they're helping somebody. Yes. Yeah. And there's nowhere that says we're not allowed to get paid for the services that we do because, you know, you have to survive. And I tell people, if you are doing a business, you in order to stay um, in business, you've got to make money. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not wrong or evil. Money is nothing more than a tool. It's what are you assigning to it? It's like it's it's energy that gets exchanged back and forth. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, okay. So we've been through everything today from listening to your mindset chatter to writing it down and reframing it, uh, using the skills that you're already good with and doing a daily check-in. Is there anything else that you can think of today we haven't covered? I think just more than anything, really giving yourself permission to be who you are versus maybe who you've been told you need to be versus what you think you should be. There's whenever you're shooting all over yourself, you know, it's like, Oh, I need to stop and look at that. Yeah. And just allowing yourself to be where you are and seeing if this is what I want to go after, whether it's, you know, building a business, growing a business or, you know, creating a family, whatever. It's like, what are the next steps I need to do in order to make that happen? I can give myself permission to do that. Ooh, if, if it's like a couple now, do you have any like um, tips on how people start that out? Because I feel like that's a lot easier if you're just a single person and your steps don't affect anybody else, would you say? Well, yes and no. I think the biggest piece is beginning the dialogue. So if you're in a partnership and whether you have children or you don't, begin to have that conversation. Like, what would that look like? You know, it's nobody starts out their business by like, hey, I've got this job that I've been doing for a long time. I'm just going to stop it. And then I'm going to open up my business. It's like, do your calculated risk. Maybe you're still working full time somewhere else. And then you're making these small steps to grow your business, to open it up. And so maybe you're working a few more hours because Mm -hmm. you're starting up this side job, but it's still a step in the right direction. And then when you're at the salary that you're able to manage that, then maybe it's going down to part-time or maybe it is quitting that other job, but it's not an all or nothing or an either, or it may need to be a both and for a while. Those are good words of wisdom. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Nicole Burgess. You can find her at www.nicoleburgesscoaching.com. And all the show notes will have everything she mentions at synergymindsetcoaching.com slash Nicole. Nicole, can you please tell us what is your favorite book? Well, one of the books that I continue to refer back to is Carolyn Miss, The Entering the Castle. And that to me, there she has got some great questions in there as we go through different levels of life or go through life within entering the castle. There's just ways that you can keep going back and like, am I coming from a fear place and I want to continue to grow spiritually? And so her book is one of the staple books that I go back to over and over. And then Byron Katie is another one because that's a great kind of reframing your thoughts as well. And can you tell us aside from your own podcast, what is it that you're listening to these days? You know, I have been in this trying to learn marketing a little more. So I have been listening more to the story brand and I'm going to blank on the guy's name now, but I love how he interviews folks. It's so much fun to listen truly to their stories and getting some practical business help, but just listening to what all the different guests do, their line of work. And it's been fun listening to the, that podcast. Oh, sounds great. 
Well, I'm so grateful for your time that you've spent with us today. Would you mind telling people where they could connect with you? If they are interested in working with you, where would be the best place that they could find you or learn more? Yeah, you can definitely go up to my website, which you mentioned, which is NicoleBurgessCoaching.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, it's under Nicole Burgess Coaching, or you can listen out to the podcast, the Soul Filled Sisterhood podcast. And there's all different ways to connect with me, listen to me, kind of check things out and go from there. Fantastic. And before we say goodbye, is there any parting words of guidance that you would like to leave for everybody to listen to? That's a good question. I think just remember every single day, it's a brand new day. And starting to me, starting your day with some quiet time where you fill yourself up, get inspired, whatever book that may be, podcast that you may listen to, uh, TED Talk that you want to listen to, get inspired at the beginning of the day and spend some quiet time just kind of getting back to you so that you can start your day in a very calm and peaceful place. Welcome back. This is Gina, your host and certified life coach. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway was from Nicole. If there was something that she shared that you found helpful, please reach out and let her know. I'm so grateful for the time our guests give us to be on this show. And the best way that we can say thank you is to send an email or give them a positive mention on social media. To ensure that you receive all the new interviews, be sure to subscribe to our email list at SynergyMindsetCoaching.com, as well as all the links that are mentioned will be there. And we have a daily personal growth community that you may join on Facebook. It's linked in at the show notes page and you can start sharing and receiving encouragement from others as you go along your own journey to victory, whatever that looks like to you. Thanks for tuning in and I'll be back next week with another episode on Synergy Mindset Coaching's podcast.